every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyperconscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast for sponsoring this podcast. Hey everyone, today's episode is a coaching call with two of my favorite clients, Alan Lazaros and Kevin Palmieri. They always come with such great questions. I had to share this with you because we talk about something that's so important, how to create your own karma. Remember, join me every Friday at 11 a.m. for my training. You can text me at 949-298-2905 to find out how to be a part of it. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook. All right, let's make this happen. Let's get Alan and Kevin. And these guys are the most prepared of all of my coaching clients. So thanks for uh, joining me, buddy. What's going on? We appreciate that. We have our questions written out, and we are ready to go when you are, my friend. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So I have been diving into spirituality and trying to focus on more of that becoming centered internally. And I was reading The Seven Spiritual Laws by Deepak Chopra. And he was talking about karma and how to use it. What is karma from your perspective? Yeah, so karma to me is the technology of the universe. Uh, it's unconditional um, giving of, of the flow. So if you think of karma in the respect that my job is to clear the connection and the interference between the most powerful source of light, lessons, and love that exists, allow it to come through me with appreciation, meaning I'm going to add the value that my quantum memory, subconscious, and conscious mind have. I'm going to add value, make it even stronger, and then allow it to come through me for as many people and try to clear that connection as well, meaning when we're clearing the connection of the throughput, it's the power of the signal, the, the spectrum of the signal, and the clarity of the message, right? So everything that I say uh, is not going to resonate with everyone, is not going to um, be heard the way that I said it, and uh, it's not going to even be in the awareness of, of most people. The, you know, if we're saying it online, it's, you know, 4.2 billion people. You know, how many of those people really even are aware that it exists? Uh, so um, to me, karma is, you know, what throughput am I having? Uh, and that then allows me to receive more and more and more. People mistake that for trading, right? They'll say karma is you get what you give. Uh, you do, right, because of this uh, connectedness, this unification and oneness that we have that I'm receiving and I can only receive what I have room for and that I can appreciate. And if I don't allow it to come through me for others, then I'm not going to have room for more. Um, and we can perceive this as a trade, uh, but it's not. It's really making room for what you want and allowing you to appreciate it and give it to others. Is that based on, so you said you might put something up like for social media as an example, and people might not understand it. Is it based off of the intention that you're trying to accomplish versus the actual action? No, because other people, uh, you know, they're going to interpret it with their perception, right? So, you know, I'll tell you that like Gary V fans and, um, you know, Dave Portnoy fans are already predisposed with a lens that they see things in a certain way. They carry, you know, defensive energy. They, 
you know, so I, I could put something about, and both those guys are friends of mine. I could put something out about them and people will get either defensive or scarce or whatever, because that's their perception, right? We, we are projecting only, uh, right. We're not receiving, we project our perception of what it is. You know, we share in that, uh, item in the collective consciousness, but we give meaning to everything that we see. So I can't give meaning to something that I say. Only others can give meaning to it. Um, my intention is my meaning that I've given it, but so many times things are given meaning that weren't there, good and bad. Like I've, I've said things that, you know, like I, I've mentioned before that I didn't think were uh, intended to be that significant that end up being really significant. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Alan, do you want to hop on or you want me to hammer another one? Um, I have a follow-up on that. So <clears throat> let's say you have an intention to – so I have a – I'm thinking of a curve here. You've got an X and Y axis. On the X axis, you have effort. On the Y, you have impact. And your intention is to maximize positive impact to empower others to be happy. My question becomes, when you're going to put a signal out, how do you develop that skill – of making sure that it's having so you want it to have a positive impact. How do you personally make sure that it does? Like what what is the consistent, persistent pursuit of that skill look like on a day to day basis? Yeah, it's practice and testing, right? So uh I I can only put my attention and intention in what I create and then through practice and testing I can determine how others perceive it or what meaning other people give to it, either as the individual conscious or as a collective concept. What kind of feedback are you looking at in particular? Like, obviously in person you can see it, but like virtually. So, you know, you can have test accounts or you can go ahead and post things on other people's accounts and see how other people perceive it or give meaning to what you say. Okay. Ooh. Right on. All right. Um, so, Dave, something that really changed the game for Alan and myself is when you said intention plus attention equals coincidence. But that going changed, to, it changed it for me, too. <laughs> I, yeah, it changed huge. Um, so another thing that you always say is make sure that you separate yourself from the outcome. So what happens, sh should it be more like intention plus attention minus attachment equals coincidence? What happens if you stay attached to the outcome? Okay, so... Uh, no, I would never put the negative in there. Uh, so That's true. You're, you're confusing two philosophies together. So, yes, attention plus intention equals the coincidences you want. Uh, but, you know, you, the philosophy of don't attach your emotions or your happiness to the coincidence, right? That's a separate philosophy that you don't need to incorporate into the thing. So, you know, I could say attention plus intention equals the coincidence that we want. Here are three other philosophies that, that apply to those coincidences. One, don't attach your emotions to those outcomes. Two, don't put a time limit on the coincidence. Three, don't put a quantity limit. Or four, you know, don't put any man-made construct onto the outcome or, or the coincidence. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. You said no time limit, no amount limit. What, and then number four was no man-made construct. What, what's yeah. an example of one that's not time or, uh, or... Time, space, emotion are all man-made constructs. So I was just so summarizing all of the details that I previously had given. Okay. So I had a couple questions that I wanted to ask you. One of them was, so right now, 
I think optimism is super important. I'm very optimistic for the future. Kevin still is as well. Obviously, there's challenges going on in the world right now that we, we are all being affected by. Um, Kevin and I are curious from your perspective because your ability to anticipate what the future will hold, while no one knows, is probably far higher than ours because you've got more knowledge, more experience, more years on this earth, and a higher sense of awareness. So what do you believe the future will look like in terms of people like Kevin and myself trying to help a lot of people, and where do you think we should be putting our time and effort now to to put ourselves in a position? Like, do you think... um, yeah, I got it. Yeah, let me just get you real quick. So before this uh, uncertain times, during this uncertain times, and after these uncertain times, your right. focus should be on creating quality content to consistently, right, capture, modify, amplify, and perpetuate. <laughs> That's yep. it. And sometimes it'll be more expensive. Sometimes it'll be less expensive. Sometimes it'll be more people available. Sometimes it'll be less people available. But if you stay and enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of that potential, right, and you subscribe to the non-constructive man-made concepts of two ambassadors at a time and realize how young you are and how much experience that you have in front of you, that, you know, my 20-year plan of having 2 million ambassadors, getting you 2 million ambassadors a year may or may not be accelerated by the uncertain times that we're in or the uncertain times that are always in the future. Remember, the future is always uncertain. That's what uh, that's why it creates anxiety. Right? The past, it creates regret. Uh, that's why forgiveness is so important. Uh, that's the corrosion or interference that the past creates, uh, right. you know, guilt, regret, and those void shortages and obstacles. But the future always provides uncertainty, which always creates anxiety depending upon how much you're practicing any fear determines how much anxiety that occurs. The only difference is, is that when the future changes so quickly, uh, we call the the present uncertain times, uh, but it's not. It's just that the man-made construct of time uh, in our perception is creating because of the changes that occur so frequently, they call this uncertain times. The future is always uncertain. It's just more prevalent or apparent when things happen faster. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Okay. What do you believe people need more of right now that, I guess, have any of your daily actions, Kevin and I were wondering this, have any of your daily actions shifted due to what's happening in the world right now, or are you still, you know, steadfast in the same pursuit of your your potential and and impact? I'm still steadfast in, in what I do. Great. I'm creating quality content, I'm capturing it, I'm modifying it, amplifying it, and perpetuating it the best that I can in order to impact ambassadorship, to impact more people to be happy. It's just more relevant today because of the speeding up of uncertain times and speeding up of history. Very, very valuable. Thank you, David. We need that. Kev, um, do you want to ask your next one? Yes. So... Dave, I think when we first started talking to you, I didn't understand a lot of the concepts that you were talking about because I didn't know much about the internal mind space and I didn't do anything about meditation, anything about spirituality. When you say allow, when you say allow that into your life, allow that to happen, are you just saying make sure you keep the connections 
clear, or is there something else to that that I'm missing? No, you know, so uh, the more more I am in the state of allowance, the more I've uh, cleaned the connection, right? I've got rid of more interference and corrosion, all the things that have caused me not to allow things to happen, but me to construct or constrict or create void shortages or obstacles or resistance to what I'm already connected to, which is love, light, lessons, and unbelievable source of energy and power. Dave, uh, what's one habit that you, so when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? What's the next best time today? So what's a habit that you started doing many, many years ago that you think has paid off in spades in terms of you maximizing your positive impact in this world? Student of my calendar. Student of your calendar. Is, what else jumps off the page? Anything? Do it now. Practicing Do it now. Year. Taking inventory of my values. Saying thank you before I go to bed or when I wake up. Putting radical humility first. Those are just a few. Putting radical humility first. Can you explain radical humility? Radical humility is the acknowledgement that there is a greater source of power, energy, light, and lessons, that we are only here to learn lessons, and the lessons will keep on coming until we learn them. The pain that I experience is only an indication that I haven't learned the lessons yet. Uh, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional pain, all an indication that I haven't learned the lesson less. It allows me to not only receive in a greater manner, but to give with appreciation uh, as well. So when you detach from outcome... Uh, no, no, I detach emotions, my emotions from outcome, right? My, my happiness, right. I detach the emotions from outcome. Okay, that's what I should have said. So let's say you set a, an intention and then you pay attention to it, uh, a goal, and you don't put any limitations on it, how are, if you if you were to detach your emotions from it, because I have, I refer to it as the emotional guidance system. I, I believe that's intuition. When you set an intention, your subconscious mind can go to work on that, and then emotions are the signal of whether or not you need to pivot. Uh, and the feedback. So, like, if you're detaching your emotions from that, I guess, what am I missing from your perspective? I'm confused what you're asking. I apologize. So, if you attach yeah. your, you detach your emotions or you attach? So, I, I think in the past when I've set an intention or a goal, I've used my emotions as a signal of whether or not I was on or off course because I believe my subconscious mind is more powerful than my conscious mind, and I believe the way the subconscious mind communicates to the conscious mind is through emotion. And if I were to detach my emotions from the outcome, how would I be able to leverage my intuition is my question. Like, I think I'm missing something, and I just want to understand what it is, and I'm sorry about the ambiguous question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not ambiguous at all. It's just stable data, right? So if we define things in a different manner, then it becomes more difficult to connect or unify in the idea that you're trying to to communicate. So it's not a matter of detachment. It's just definitions and stable data, which is a huge concern today, right? That you're not working off the of stable data. And I tell people all the time to put their attention and intention into stable data, meaning the data that's aligned with the values uh, and the inventory of those values. When time is compressed uh, and we seem to be in uncertain times because that time is compressed, it's more important to know your personal experiential giving and receiving values 
so that you can then determine what's stable data for you because it's aligned or synergistic or supplementary to those values that you determine every day because time's being compressed because change is happening quicker. Um, to that end, you're confusing motivation with inspiration. Um, and so, you know, for me, that's the main thing where people are like, well, how can I detach my emotions but yet still drive towards a goal? The only emotion that is attached is you're attaching enjoyment to the pursuit, right, the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, which is your goal, your truth of whatever it may be, you know, to be a, a father or a, a husband or a business person or a billionaire, you know, whatever it may be. It's about the only emotion that you have that allows things to happen more rapidly and accurately is to enjoy the pursuit. Uh, when you're pursuing, you're happy. Serotonin is released in your brain. Other people receive it. Serotonin is released in their brain. Other people witness it. Serotonin is released in their brain. This is why right. I say serotonin is the greatest virus of all time. It's the only virus to be spread by witnessing. <laughs> so uh, it's really powerful. Anyway. You only focus your emotions on the enjoyment of the pursuit, and you won't have to concern yourself with motivation. You'll start understanding the clearance that occurs, the allowance that occurs through inspiration, that you are already in spirit. You're already connected to the greatest source of power, the greatest source of light, lessons, and love that ever is created, which will just give you a greater driving force to enjoy the consistent, persistent, persistent of potential. It'll give you greater driving force to learn to love what you're doing, not love where you're going or haven't been. Mm. Wow. My goodness. Do we have time for one more, Dave? Go ahead. Only because I love I, you I, So Alan and I have asked this several times along this journey, but I want to make sure that we're always growing and evolving, you know, to the best of our ability. From your perspective of what you know of Alan and myself, what do you think, you know, obviously you can only, uh, you're only aware of what vibrates, at your level or lower, you're way higher than us. From your understanding, where are our bottlenecks right now? Like, what is our biggest bottleneck, do you think? Fire question. Same, same as me. Same as me. You are your biggest bottleneck. This is the whole point of everything. You, Kevin, you, Alan, you're the biggest bottleneck in your life. I'm the biggest bottleneck in my life. That's why you got to take an inventory of your values. You have to uh, literally ask for help and, and offer help. You literally have to be a student in your calendar. Do it now and practice it. You need to understand that you're the only thing. When you think about what you want, boys, when you think about what you want, remember, it's instantly a mathematical advantage in the universe. You started with karma, we'll end with karma. You have created a mathematical universal possibility. A possibility beats nothingness. Once you have that possibility, when you start clearing the connection between that that you're already connected to in you, meaning get out of your own way and take all of that interference and corrosion, that ego-based emotions of the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, whatever it may be, and you take away that corrosion, you then will have a possibility and a new mathematical advantage called a probability. When you transfer the possibility to a probability, you now are prepared to transcode that higher vibrating inspiration, right? You have now sucked in the source right there. Now you have to allow it to come through you, which means you're the only thing in your own way. You've got to allow it to come through you with appreciation. 
And I say in appreciation is that Meltzer Kaleidoscope, the lens of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, you're allowed to come through you. And as you transmit it to others, right, through discipline, strategy, taking it from the subconscious to the, to the conscious mind, from the collective belief, the source of everything and unification and oneness, into individual action, when you take it from that discipline and strategy and awareness down into a materialized state, right, that is only you in the way of taking your probability and making it your reality. Your reality is your perspective. So take every possibility of what, clear the connection between that which inspires you and make it your probability. Then use discipline, strategy, and awareness to materialize it by getting out of your own way, allowing these things to happen in the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential to materialize it into a, a perspective or your reality. That's why you guys, right, Alan, you're in your own way, Kevin, you're in your own way, and the guy who's hypocritically yours over here is in my own way. So that's the <laughs> journey and pursuit that I'm on. That's, that possibility of probability to perspective is truly the potential journey, right? When we, when we can take things from the ethereal, from the inspiration into a materialized state, that now was your potential. And the better you get out of the way, own way, the higher your potential is. Your higher self is apparent in a materialized world. Oh, oh goodness. So far, Dave. This is the best call yet. <laughs> yeah. Best call yet, Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.